Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is January 4th, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And of course, I would like to open up with our usual uptime panel. We have back with us, Brother Bob Barber from End Time Dream and Vision. Hey, Brother Greg. Hey. Great to be back. As always, really looking forward to uh, talking about Bible prophecy and what's going on in the world today. You know, I'm just really in the mood to do this show tonight. So I'm really excited. Really excited to see everybody again. It's been a whole seven days. My goodness. Too bad we can't do this every night, you know. Hey, we may get to that point at some point. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll see what the Lord has in store. Good. I'm glad you're energized. I'm glad you're ready. Uh, I think I'm ready. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always happy, excited to be on this, this program. I'm always excited to be doing this. Uh, but you know what? Just let's let the Holy Spirit lead, and we'll see what goes, what happens. Okay? All Amen. right. Amen. We bring back Brother Robert Hagan. Greetings, gentlemen. Hey, Bob. From the frozen tundra of Minnesota. <laughs> and uh, you're, so you're excited about being on here tonight, Bob. When aren't, you, when aren't you excited about being on here is what I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's ever happened. There's been a few times yeah. where I've been upset. I think we all remember that, a few of those times. But oh, yeah. I've always been excited, though. Buried, you know? <laughs> Forgot, buried forgotten. Right? Yeah. We put that behind us. <laughs> yeah, we're... Uh, we're all um, we're just going to like you were just saying a second ago there. We'll just see where the where the Lord leads tonight. Uh, and, Amen. And I think we got Kevin with us tonight, which makes me so happy. Oh, he's oh, uh, he is so happy. I can see him right now in the backstage yeah, I, right now. He's, <laughs> he's just like ready to come out. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to come out of his mouth, but I'm sure it's going to okay. be, it's well, gonna be I'm, good. I'm, it's I'm be, blessed. I'm blessed that he's with us. So I'm going to say something nice. I'm about sure him it's right all going to be good. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> there he is. Speechless. Speechless oh. for the first time in my life. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, well, thanks. Thanks for the uh, great introduction there, uh, Mr. Hagen. I appreciate that. Uh, that was fantastic. And uh, the only, I think the only thing that I have to say to, to Mr. Uh, Barber there, Doc, Doc Barber, is that um, one of the symptoms of uh, of COVID is irritability? So, <laughs> but yeah. you've got long COVID. <laughs> That's why I actually saw a meme where it's like you know it's like it's like a guy says um, ask him if he had any symptoms of COVID, but one guy says I don't have any symptoms of COVID, and one guy says well that's that's one of the symptoms. You know? <laughs> so. <laughs> really. Yeah, it's funny. They're, they're pushing that fear wagon all over the place. You know, I'm getting tired of all the new variants. I'm getting tired of that stuff. They're trying so hard to keep this thing in the public eye. They're trying so hard to keep everybody afraid. They're trying so hard to keep this whole sickness campaign going. What's the new one coming out now? Flu, uh, fluoronia. They took flu and a corona and put it together, <laughs> called it fluoronia. First case in... Uh, I don't think it's even in this country, is it? Uh, no, I, I think uh, I, I just read about that yesterday. Yeah, that the that the new one is there. 
Um, and no, I don't believe that it's uh, that it's here yet. I believe it's it's isolated. I don't remember the country though. Um, but uh, yeah, fluoronia. That sounds like something that they would advertise on television. You know, like you know, yeah. are you experiencing symptoms of fluoronia? Right. You need fluoronia. You know? Major side, side effects to it. Side effects include death. You know? uh, t- <laughs> Sounds more like a scented candle yeah. than a suicidal tendencies. <laughs> like I don't know about that. I don't think I want to take that. You know, I think I'd rather just uh, take my chances with the fluoronia. Hey, that's a yeah. that would be a, a you know we could have a, a we could do a game show name that variant. You know what? I think they'll probably do that in Jeopardy down the road. You know, a few years when everybody <laughs> variants variants for four hundred. Yeah, when people forget this, it'll be like uh, this variant caused mass wide panic when it was just a little bit of a symptoms of the cold and flu. Bing, bing, bing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what is all the time? <laughs> and how many names have they come up for the flu variants since '67? How many have we dealt with? How many think we deal with on a yearly basis? Oh, exactly. Like, yeah, but I, I don't mean, know like any of those millions. Names. Do you know any of those names, Bob? I don't yeah, know. they're in the millions and trillions. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> oh. all of a sudden, we're naming viruses now. I mean, that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, they're really shows you that it's the broken. Yeah, the whole the whole reason for it is to. Like Bob was saying, the fear, but yeah. also to get people to take their focus off of of the, the great physician, the healer, the ancient of days, you know, mm-hmm. the Lord God. And and the more they do that kind of stuff, the more we're going to do this kind of stuff. Right. Because we really need to get the word out that there is, uh, you know, there is a God that cares. And the Lord Jesus Christ came for you and I, and, you know, we can be, we can be full of fear or we can be full of faith. So it's, it's really a decision we have to make all the people that are on here tonight with us. We, you know, we appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to, uh, to join us here tonight. And um, it's just, you know, I I don't I don't have a I don't have a whole lot of energy tonight. But what I what I keep thinking is that that um, this is what the Lord would want first and foremost to come out of our mouths tonight is that we're going to praise Him no matter what. We're going to be thankful to Him no matter what. We're going to realize that that you know we're just uh, we're pilgrims on this earth. We're sojourners here. We're going to be. One of these days, we're going to, like, uh, like my brother JB says, one of these days we're going to hear that trumpet and it's going to be, you know. So not let's not get discouraged no matter how many things are thrown at us that are negative. Let's try to continue to be, you know, positive through all this stuff. And uh, I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm sure Greg and, and Bob and Kevin will agree with that, that's, that that's, I mean, that's one of the main reasons we're here is to educate people. I mean, these guys educate. I just put throw a couple of things in here and there. But at the same time, it's, um, you know, when, you, when, the, when Jesus Christ said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly, he either lied or he told the truth. We believe he told the truth. And not just life, but life more abundantly. 
So there has to be, it's still available from the time that that was first spoken throughout history. And, and we have to really um, give our, you know, our burdens and our, you know, when we have things happen, whatever it might be, COVID or financial problems or whatever, we have things happen like that. We need to realize that there is a there is a God that cares and wants to get you through these things, like just like He got Bob Amen. through the COVID and Kevin and myself and and uh, and uh, and Greg and and different things that were going on with his family. And I'm very thankful that Shannon's doing okay. I was real blessed to hear that. Um, it's it's just. You know, and we praise God for that. You know, we're we're thankful that we've we've been able to get through these things, right, Kevin? I mean, we could have all just not gotten through them. That <laughs> we're still around. So, yeah, I mean, Bob, uh, Bob, I think Bob had it the like like experienced it maybe the worst of all. Because I, I mean, we we he did, yeah. he's the only one that went to the hospital of all three of yeah. us. But uh, I mean, that was that was rough, obviously. You know, the one thing, too, is that kind of on that note is that uh, I've been seeing things lately and articles and stuff and and people's responses to the narrative that keeps on getting pushed. And people are pushing back more so than I think ever before that I've seen ever before against the, the, the lamestream, we'll call it lamestream media's narratives on every story, on every single topic they come out and and they skew it they lie and people re- recognize it right away and they just are vocal about it so i think it's backfiring and that every one of those articles that are coming out and every one of those videos that you watch that has that narrative that people are waking up more because of those uh articles than if they weren't there in the first place so i, I like you know like the bible says you know it's like well, you tried to make it for evil, but God made it for good. And he, he is definitely using these things and, and having people's eyes opened. And these people don't even know that they're actually hurting their own causes, their own narrative by putting this junk out because people are rejecting it. Yeah. You know, I, I said this last week. I think I did. Um, if they just would have let Trump win. I bet you about 95% of this country would be inoculated right now. Mm. But everybody trusted him. Okay, there's still been 5% of us you know, here. I mean, we just know what that stuff is and we stay away from it. But thing is, they 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 tried too hard. They overplayed their hand. They they were too they were too too cautious. And of course, nobody's buying what Grandpa Joe is selling. <laughs> Nobody's buying it. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. Anything they try to push now is absolute is just absolutely rejected from the anybody anything the Democrats push and especially the Biden administration's push is all rejected. Stop. They don't care. They don't trust anything they're pushing out. And it's become so bad now. We're seeing record retirements from the Democrats. Mm. You got Pelosi heading for the hills now. Yeah. She's not even gonna stick around for the twenty 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 the twenty twenty two midterms. Okay. Which they got her this year. You know, it's always next year, next year. And here we are now in 2022. A lot of people have lost <laughs> so, support for him. A lot of people who have supported him. Are right. Losing, yeah, are losing I think they're up to 24 now. 24 four of those de- Democrats now are, are, are retiring. 
um, they could see what's what's coming. They could see the American people are not buying what they're selling. And uh, it's getting more and more apparent every day with new polls and new things. And that, that's that can only I mean, aside from the politics part of it, it's just good to see people standing up and saying something rather than just sitting back and letting people steamroll the narrative over top of them and just accepting it blindly. Um, a lot of people are just are waking up and the salt of the earth is who we are. We're not ashamed to go out and, and, and speak out against those things and say this, listen, you're living in a spirit of fear and we're not. And this is the reason why we're not. And we're telling them that. And some people are just go, are waking up going, man, I don't want to live in, I don't want to live that way anymore. You know, I want to, I want something to change. And I mean, the best change to do is to get the right spirit and to get into the word. And then when you do that and you accept Jesus and the Holy Spirit comes into you, then, then you've got a leg up. Now you're able to discern, right? right. Now you're able to, to immediately say, and your radar goes off and says, wait a minute, that, that does not match what I read here in the Bible that it matches in terms of what these bad guys are going to do, but not what the spirit that we should have. So you can, you can compare and contrast it and the diff and the difference between what they push and what the, the spirit says to have in the Bible. Those two are becoming farther and farther apart every single day. And it's becoming obvious, even those who are, you know, just barely awake, I would say. And it's a simple thing, and it's it's <clears throat> the thing about it, Kev's it's a free gift. It, it had to be a free gift because it cost God everything. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's an unspeakable gift. And it's it's mm-hmm. something that, like I've said so many times before, if there's people on here who are wondering if there really is a one true and living God, ask him. <laughs> and then buckle your seatbelt. Right. Because you're gonna find out. Yeah, you and better be prepared not, to get a yeah. response, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You oh, know, Ephesians 2 8 9 says that our salvation is a gift. We receive it through faith, right? Mm-hmm. And I've, I was just, um, you know, it's just amazing. Um, Kevin knows in dealing with, uh, you know, I've looked at the, the, veg, the, the comments that Kevin moderates for my channel. And I cannot believe how people are still hung up on this whole thing that they have to do the works to get saved. I, I just I just can't believe it. You know, if we got saved by our works somehow, don't you think there'd be Old Testament saints in heaven if we got saved by our works? Because they did the works a lot better than we did. Sure. Okay. Sure. You think of all the sin that we're surrounded by right now. I mean, we said probably a million times worse than they did 2,000 years ago, okay, because of temptations all around us now, okay? But the work that Jesus Christ did, it was his work at the cross. And it was his work that somehow, some way enabled human spirits to begin to go to heaven at that point. Something changed. Something was good enough in God's eyes to say, hey, you don't have to stay in the belly of that earth no more. Yeah, that's Israel. They're in there. They're going to receive the earth at the end of the tribulation. But you, you are my son. You are my daughter. Come up here to the third heavens. Okay? 
That's something special. And that's not achieved by any type of work that we could do here on the earth. And I know, and, and please, if, you, if there is a work that you can do, please tell us. Put it in the sure. comment section. What yeah. is that work that you do? Because no one's got it right yet. No one's done that work yet. Mm. Okay? Jesus' works at the cross are the only works that that can achieve heavenly resonance. Amen? Well, they're called the finished works for a reason, right? Yeah. That you can't, there's nothing more that you can add to that in order to ensure anything because they're finished. He says it yeah. is finished. It's it has not to, to do- put down works either, though. I mean, no. I think some people get confused with what we say in terms of works. It's not that we're, you know, we're, we're poo-pooing works here. That's not, that's not the point. No, it's, these comments it's the are case regarding- of whether you are saved by yeah. those works. That's what, and, and that's what he's referring to, that the comments are saying that people are telling other people that you need to do this, this, and this in order to be saved, that you need to do works in order to be saved. Right. But rather than don't saying, get it twisted. That's not, we're not saying that there are no works involved in your Christian walk. That is not right. what is being said here. I so. would like if they would say in the comments, you know, you, if you're doing these works, you're going to get great rewards in heaven. I mean, now that's, that, that's a great message to have because people love rewards. So that encourages people to do works. Well, I mean, we're human. God made us in his image. He, he, he has rewards for those who, who love him and do good works. So, but, you know, that's rewards. That is not salvation. Salvation is a free gift. Well, right. this has to, we're talking about pride now when, it, when, it's a, when it's something where people are making comments about that you have to, do all these works in order to be acceptable unto God. That's pride. Yeah. Look you know, at me. It says in the word that pride comes before a fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I've done, I've done more works than Kevin. So I'm going to be greater in the king. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> that's probably true, but, but no, that doesn't, no. but that doesn't that, mean you're more saved than I am. <laughs> no, it's, it, it, it's, it's where, you know, it says in Romans eight that we're, we're, you know, we're sons of God. We're, we're heirs of God and join heirs with Christ Jesus. Like, just like what Bob was saying, it's a, just such a, it's an amazing thing. It's, it's yeah. something that you really have to, in order to really understand it, you've got to get saved. You know, you got to get born again in the spirit of God. And then you, and then the word starts to open up to you. You know, right. it's, it's not a, uh, and it's not something that we could, you know, I remember when I was following Buddhism for a long time, I kept thinking to myself, you know, there's got to be more to life than this. Mm. And, you know, I always knew about Jesus, but it was like when you start to really believe that when he, what he came to accomplish, he did. He said, it is finished. Mm-hmm. What was finished? The salvation, the the redemption, the justification, everything the that you know, the atonement, the bringing back together that which was broken, right? That the was finished to, to conquer the the ability and the conquering over the second death. That yeah. people do would not have to be separated from God forever, and that they would not have to be in the lake of fire, and that and they, there was a path in order to. Like you said, rejoin mankind with the Creator, and that's a huge thing. And that's why the 
that's why the old split foot, the old adversary has been, has been fighting this for thousands of years, you know, to keep people blind, you know, to keep their hearts, you know, that he's blinded the minds of those of them that believe not. But when that light, when that glorious light comes in and you start to realize, Hey, you know, this is starting to make sense to me. When it first started making sense to me, I thought, you know, this, this is really, this isn't all that difficult to, to, to really, to believe that, that Jesus Christ came and, and was willing to lay down his life for me. I mean, I, you know, why would he do that? But to believe that and, and to, just to be able to uh, want to serve such a master is is a privilege, I think. Don't you oh, guys? Yeah. Oh yeah. Amen. I mean, <laughs> Man, we don't deserve this. We don't no, deserve it at all. No, not at all. Uh, well, think we it in the world know. in the world's context. There's there's not many free gifts that are out there. I no. mean, everything comes with a price, and even if it's if it's a hidden cost or whatever. I mean, if someone says, "Oh yeah, I'm getting free money from the government." <laughs> no, you're not. Someone's paying for that. And it's probably you and you don't even know about it. But I mean, but the point, I guess, is like God is love. God did this out of his love. And it's it's hard to imagine as a human that type of love because that love doesn't exist here on earth between humans. It only exists then and that the Greek word agape, right? That 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 type of love is only from the father to his children and uh, only from the heavenly father. So when you consider the, the, the type of love that you need to be able to, to do what he did and then to allow it to be a free gift, that there's no strings attached, it's difficult for people to say, okay, I accept that completely. There's nothing more I need to do because humans here are saying, okay, but what's the catch? What more do I got to do? And so they put themselves, and that's kind of like the pride in it, right? Like, I'm going to contribute to this somehow. But, I mean, as God did a long time ago with Abraham, he made a covenant with Abraham, but Abraham didn't walk down the path. That was the the fire went down the path. That was God. He's like, this is a one-sided thing because you're not going to be able to uphold your end of the bargain, but I'm always going to uphold my end of the bargain. So that same kind of thing is here. If you were to rely on our works, we're going to slip up. And, and, right. and the law is death, right? So that's what Paul talks about a lot, saying, look, sin and the law showed me that I need salvation, that, that, that the law is not for nothing. It's for everything. It's, you take a look at it and you say, I'm, I, can't, I can't follow that. I need something different. I'm not going to be able to get there. So no matter how much you do, you're, you're still going to slip up. You're still going to sin. And the wages of sin is death. death. Right. right. So you have to have something that's going to, like, get you back. And But the point is, is that with salvation and when you believe, you are sealed. Right? So you are sealed. You believe. You are saved. You don't have to get back to salvation. What, what what the part that you're getting back to is getting back to inheriting the kingdom so that you don't do those things that are going to keep you out of it. That's the renewed. That's where the renewed mind comes in. I have a feeling Bob was going to be saying something about the renewed mind. 
But, well, uh, actually, I was going to say something about the fact that uh, Ephesians uh, 1, verse 5, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. When I or you or any of us adopt a child, can you unadopt them? No. No. It's impossible. You can't do it. The laws are not there. You are stuck with that child forever. If my <laughs> sons, born from me and my wife, they are my sons forever. They can go around the world, change their name, change their sex, do whatever they want to do. Still my son. Okay? Mm. Disobedient sons, yeah, they do that. But still my sons. Right. According, to this, according to this, we are sons and daughters of God. So when we're born again, sealed in the body of Christ, you could be a disobedient child. You could be a struggling child. You could have children, some better than others. Some can have good days. Others can have great days. Some can have bad days. Okay? I got two sons just like that. Okay? But it does not change the fact that they are my sons. If they come to my, if they moved out, when they grow up and move out of the house and did something to make me mad, when they come back to my door and ask me to come back in, I'm not going to reject them. They're my sons forever. And so is your salvation in Jesus Christ. We are predestined. Uh, he, once again, having predestined us to adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good will, according to the good pleasure of his will. Right. So, yeah. according, so my, my, sons are my, my sons did not do any work to become my sons. Okay? As it doesn't work that way. And now you are, and like I said, you can, uh, and I, what I said earlier, okay, you're saved, all right, but you want to do good works because you are judged according to your works at the Bema seat. Mm-hmm. It's not a salvation factor, all right? Jesus, does, Jesus works counts for that. But your works here on the earth, they do count, okay? They do count at the Bema seat. There is a balance, okay? There is a balance to all this stuff. But you don't go. You don't have to go to hell. The Bible says we we are saved through the fire. Okay, but if you're going to be here, and it's in the Bible, the book of James says it's like vapor here, and I'm starting to see why. Yeah, <laughs> this is. life is fast, yeah, real is. fast, and you don't have a whole lot of time to get work done. You don't have a whole lot of time to build up rewards, and I don't know how we're going to be rewarded. There's a lot of you know teachings about that, but just try to do everything you can. Try to listen to the Holy Spirit. And he calls you to do something or, you know, whatever it is you're calling in life by the Holy Spirit. Bob, do you, uh, do, do you, when you're, I can just, when you said all those things, I was just imagining your sons and they're just walking in. You're just like wood, hay and stubble. And you're like, they're like that's what you are today to me. You're this honor. And it's like the next day you're like, ah, oh, gold and precious stones. And they're like, Dad, you're weird. Um, <laughs> but, That's kind of the way it works. That's pretty much it. There's a stone over there. That's you the know. way the Heavenly Father, though, looks on his children. He's like, there's, in the kingdom, there are some of you know dishonor, some vessels of honor. And and really, what, what you just said there at the end is like, you want to be that vessel of honor, right? You want to be able to show yourself proof. And that you are, you know, that these works are not going to get burned up in the fire. And the more works that you have that aren't burned up in the fire, the more your rewards will be. And I think that's that's the really the focus that I would like to see these people who do those comments have. And, and instead of saying you must do this in order to be saved, and it's and when it doesn't say you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, 
because that's what the Bible says. And then when they add yeah. more things, it's just like it take it kind of diminishes the message of mm. the, the rewards. And like and yeah. like you were saying at the beginning, Greg, the they whole re- the whole the whole reason ahead, that excuse me for a second, I was just gonna yeah. talk about your ministry for a second. The whole reason that Bob does the ministry where we're uh, you know distributes Bibles and helps to get the word out to the people in different parts of the world is, is that, you know, it's not to build a huge, you know, we're, we're not, we're not on here to build some huge uh, ministries that, you know, uh, that are like mega churches or anything like that. It's uh, when we have an opportunity to share the word with somebody and if they believe it, it's, it says the angels of heaven rejoice at the saving of a sinner. So, you know, that's, Anytime somebody believes that message and gets sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, that's an incredible time. You know, it's just something that uh, I don't think that we a lot of times even think about it, that what the words that we speak might change somebody's life. And we really can't, when you think about this for a second, you really can raise people from the dead. You know, they say, well, it's not possible. That was just for the early church. When you speak a salvation message and they believe you're raising somebody from death unto life. Mm. So you're raising somebody from the dead. Well, hey, that's just you saying, "Ah, go ahead and argue with the management if you want to. But that's the (laughs) truth. You know, you've gone from serving dead idols to the living and true God, it says in Thessalonians. So... Mm-hmm. You got to make a choice, and if you make the right choice, the life's not always going to be easy because there's burdens and yokes. But it's a whole heck of a lot more rewarding <laughs> in the end, <laughs> believe me. Amen. Than uh, the other Amen. alternative. <laughs> so, Go ahead. That's Bob. a horrible alternative, too, man. I tell you what, you know, what really sucks about hell, outside of the absolute fear and torment. Is knowing that you and you will know. I'm not telling our audience, but the people that do go there, they not only are they down there and knowing that they are hopeless forever, but they also know what they missed out on up there. Mm. They know all that. So double whammy. I can't imagine being stuck down there, knowing it will never end, knowing you missed out on an eternity of a vastness of, you know, dimensions of rewards and realms and glory you missed out on that and it's just the concept you know i I was in i was in prayer and worship a few days ago and just crying about that you know even for our enemies you know and it's kind of hard to shed a tear for old grandpa joe but you know it's you know i got there you know my flesh wants to lash out take these people out but then my spirit's like whoa whoa come back here you know reel me back in and say no 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 you don't understand you know they 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 are selling themselves out in this life just so that they just so that they can have a great life but they don't realize that their true greatness is beyond the grave Hmm. our true greatness is beyond the grave of course if you end up in hell you're you know you're going the other direction well, that's but, the thing, Bob. Is like in this present age where we're living here, we 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 have we look at it and we go, you you know, I'm oh, they're terrible, and then you mm-hmm. just want to lash out at them, right? And then you consider 
that they've made the choice here to fulfill themselves here rather than in eternity. And then that, what, what that, what that does is it makes you sad. And it's just like, Oh, if they just, if they could just Lord open their eyes, please. I mean, it's just like, take a look and see how fleeting this moment is and how, and, 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 and what are you giving up in eternity in order to satisfy yourself today? And say, well, I don't need a savior because, uh, you know, if I had a savior, I wouldn't be able to do these things. And then they like, what kind of things? And then they mention a whole bunch of just, I mean, you're just like, why would you want to even do those things? You know, and it's just like, well, I, of course, why wouldn't you? And you're like, well, because I have the spirit inside of me saying, don't do those things. And, and you don't want to do those things. They separate you from God. And it's like, well, I'm already separated from God. I don't feel him ever, ever or whatever. And it's like, you you're not even giving him a chance to to feel him because you're 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 like numbing him by doing all these things and separating yourself mm-hmm. from him. It's yeah. like if you could just stop those things for a while, you know, like like Robert said, ask him. Then all of a sudden, you're going to get a response, and your and your life is going to change. And you know, these people are deathly afraid of their life changing. But if they knew what was on the other side waiting for them and they actually believed it, mm-hmm. they would they would never make those choices today. And that's why what what you come to, Robert, uh, Bob, is the same thing I do, which is it ultimately leads me to a place where I feel sad for them. And then I feel like like instead of lashing out and, and destroying them, it's like, how can I help them? <laughs> right. How can I help them see the light? Well, and, you know, you talk about the you talk about sin. That is the ultimate sin is unbelief in Jesus right. Christ. Yeah. That is the ultimate sin. If you want to talk about ultimate sin, don't believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. That's it. You're done. Yeah, you don't get we're, any we're all sinners, but eventually, you know, you realize what what is the, you know, what is really going to bring you to damnation? What did he do for us? I mean, the Bible says, you know, we were bought at a terrible price. All of us, every single one of us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Speak, speaking of uh, speaking of that, um, I know people out there. Um, they, some people out there claim that they are true believers, and some people think that they, you think that they're a believer, but actually they're not. But people they claim that they're a Christian. Um, I know a video came out this week. You shared it, um, Greg, about uh, Elon Musk. And uh, I, I don't know if you said you mentioned you want to play it, but uh, let's see if our audience stinks. Okay, I already I already told you what I thought about the video, right. but well, let's uh let's see if our audience stinks. Let's play the video and see if Elon Musk truly believed, truly repented in his heart, and gave his life to Jesus Christ. You guys right. want to do that? Yeah, let's let's go over because this is a good example of how not to share the gospel <laughs> okay pretty great. much it's good um, and just to you know give you a little backstory so elon sat down with um, someone by the name of babylon b um seth dylan uh, another gentleman kyle mann uh ethan uh for an in-depth interview with him okay this was uh actually a video that i took from uh isaiah Saldivar, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Okay, I want to give credit where credit is due, all right? Um, but uh, they sat down 
to ask Elon to accept Jesus as his personal savior. All right, we're going to look at this and then we'll we'll discuss it afterwards, okay? Let's take a look. And they are Baptists, so they're a Baptist ministry, which I talked about in the video. But let's watch this here together, this clip. This is true. This is true. I, so, okay, so to make this church, we have to do, we have to make sure, just, to, we're wondering if you could do us a quick, solid, and accept Jesus as your Lord. Richest guy in the world right here. <laughs> On the <Real> show. <laughs> um, Personal Lord and Savior. So they part. asked him if he'd accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just say, like, I agree with the principles that Jesus advocated. Um, and th- that the, you know, there's some, some, there's great wisdom in what, in, in the teach- teachings of, of Jesus. True. Uh, and I agree with those teachings. Um, and things like turn the other cheek are are very important because as opposed to an eye for an eye um, an eye for an eye leaves everyone blind so forgiveness you know is important and um, treating people as you would wish to be treated love thy neighbor as thyself very important so it's like a 60-70% as, yes. <laughs> as Einstein would say I believe in the God of Spinoza um, so, um, but hey, if, um, you know, if, if, if Jesus is, is, uh, saving people, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't stand in his way, you know, like, I'll be sure, I'll be safe, why not? Sweet, we did it. Yeah. I think he just said yes. We got him. <laughs> right. We got him. We <laughs> <laughs> got him. We got him. We got him. Sounds good. Do you want to get baptized or anything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was baptized. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Anglican. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's done. They, they got, they got him. So, okay. Well, there you wow. have. It. I guess. I guess. I guess Elon is safe. What do you no. think? No. What do you think? Guys? I don't what? buy it. You know, first of all, so do us a solid yeah. and accept Jesus as your Savior, right there. You know, hey, do me a favor and accept my <laughs> Jesus as your Savior. How about do it your doesn't work that way. And plus, if you read Romans ten seventeen, what does it say? It says, uh, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. Nobody shared the gospel with no. him. No. He doesn't understand why he's accepting Jesus. He doesn't understand that there's a blood contract that needs to be paid in order for his spirit to be saved. He doesn't understand that Jesus Christ had to die at the cross at Passover, God's Passover lamb, to wipe out all the sins of the world. And that that feast days, those feast days had to be fulfilled by Jesus Christ. Okay? I mean, just things like that. No one took the time to share the gospel of why he needs it. He doesn't understand he's going to hell unless he is born again in the Spirit by having faith, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. So he just says, all the, I think I said in the email, Greg, that he didn't accept Jesus. He's just acknowledging that Jesus had great teachings and he's not going to stand in his way. But that's what he said. If Jesus, if Jesus saves people, then mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand in his way. So that mm-hmm. means that you've accepted Jesus and you're saved. Oh, ha, 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 ha. I mean, please. From the very beginning, these guys were making it, laughing at it. Uh, like you said, do us a solid. And it's just like, 
you know, they've made a mockery of actual salvation. And Elon Musk understands some things about Jesus' teaching, but he didn't say anything about why Jesus was sent. He didn't say anything about Jesus being there from the beginning. He didn't say anything about Jesus dying for sins and to forgive sins, that that's what he had to do. And he didn't say anything about Jesus rising from the dead and conquering death. He didn't say any, he, he doesn't, he didn't say that he believes any of that. So I'm sorry, Elon, but I would not accept what you just said as you trying to convince me or anybody else that you're, that, that you've accepted Jesus Christ. I don't, I didn't see that from that clip. Oh, that was so watered down. That was pitiful. In so, my opinion, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't well, know, Miss. I don't know, Mister Elon Musk. But that that was, no. Nah. Well, that we can so also weird. like you know, there's there's the judgment factor too, right? We can't really judge what God's doing in His heart. These these gentlemen may have planted a seed in Elon's heart right sure. now, in his really in his good. spirit. Okay, that could have happened. Let's not let's not dismiss that. Mm-hmm. All right, we can't dismiss that. But based off of what our brothers in Christ, how they presented the gospel or lack thereof, right? Uh, that in itself shows that, well, it, what it showed me is that they were trying to get someone who is a public figure to openly, publicly state something that they were hoping just an inkling of it was p- potentially an indication that they could say, we brought Elon Musk to Christ. Hmm. This was this was less about Elon and his salvation salvation in my mind, in my opinion, and more put on these Baptists who have this YouTube channel, this social media channel, and stating that they were responsible for bringing Elon to Christ. Did you notice as well that they said, oh, do you are you going to do you want to get baptized? Oh, I was already baptized. Oh, well, in that case, he's already done. As if like that is actually what saved him. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> uh, he's a just, this just confirmed him. I agree with you, Greg. I think that it was a pride play on the part of the people who were actually asking him because they started laughing right away. I mean, th- th- listen, salvation is a personal matter between you and the Father through Jesus, and that it is not a joke. It is not a funny, it's, it's not for fun. It's not for, for now granted, sure, you can feel joy and all that stuff, but this was a show. This was just a mockery. Um, I'm sorry, maybe it did plant a seed that maybe one day Elon Musk will realize the truth and say, not only did Jesus say those things and mean those things, but Jesus was much more than just somebody who said good things that he was the savior of mankind, that he is the son of God, that he's the word. And then once you get that into your spirit, all of a sudden you realize that he can do so much more than just say things that are actual good words of wisdom. But in fact, that what he did is what saved you. And then when you believe those things, that's when you're saved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he didn't exhibit... The joy he didn't exhibit. He had his arms crossed the whole time. 
just kind of, well, you know, I agree with, you know, what he did, and it's, it's a good thing. I'm, I'm not going to stop him. I'm just going to let him do his thing. So they're like, oh, so that's a 70%, right? Well, last time I checked, 70% doesn't get you into heaven. Can you be saved 70%, Greg? I no. don't see any horns. <laughs> be saved 70%. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me no. think about that. Uh, no. well, I Hitler, mean, Hitler believed in Jesus. Well, I mean, even the demons believe in Jesus. They know he exists, but they don't believe in his saving grace. They don't believe that that, that they need a savior and that Jesus died for them. Right. So, I mean, now, listen, listen, I what, the only good thing out of all this, okay, is that they, that this, I believe that the seed is, was pushed in front of him. So you're, he's probably not going to get asked this every single day by, by people that he, he deals with. So he had to think about Jesus. So that's a good thing. So we got to take some positive out of this. It did sure. put his mind on Jesus for a while. And so that's good. And so hopefully... You know, the seed gets planted, and then hopefully he will follow up with that, look more into the word, and come to the to the knowledge that Jesus is the Christ. And that that would be a great thing if that was if that's possible. Sure. And so it's good to plant the seed. I just agree with you, Greg, and say the way that they did it, I don't know if that was the best way to do it, but at least it got out there. So that's that's the positive. Now, if I get to that point, guys, and Elon's right here or even here on uptime, <laughs> if you see me doing that, could you guys please tell me to stop? Oh, as soon as what you I'm say, doing? hey, can you, can you do us a solid? And yeah. uh, do me a can solid. You do me a solid. Just do stop me. me. That's so weak. <laughs> That's so weak to say something like stop that. Me. Do me a solid. I say, hey, we need to have a serious conversation here. You're going to hell, brother. <laughs> That'll be me. <laughs> I think that would be you, wouldn't it? Oh man, that is the only thing that surprises anybody in the audience nor the panel members. <laughs> Bob, you're you'd be a great um, you'd have been a great preacher in the 1800s. I'm telling you, man, you would have been behind that pulpit just with fire. Oh, just yeah. oh, you're gonna go hellfire barber. Yeah, <laughs> that's his nickname, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you well, got you, you can deliver the fire, but then you got to deliver the grace message. Yes. I know you're scared. You don't want to go to hell, but you can be saved mm-hmm. and sealed in the body of Christ and not lose your salvation. You mm-hmm. know, you know, the old saying, people are either motivated by gain or motivated by motivated by the fear of loss. So those are one of two ways you can go, you know. Yeah. And I, I see some see. comments in the second, you know, the comments uh, back and forth, all kidding aside, you know, listen, it, it is serious. The man needs prayer. We yeah, all sure. need prayer. All of us, every single one of our family members, anyone who doesn't know Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. We pray for these people. Um, but this was a good example, I think, of what not to do when trying to bring someone to Christ. And you know what? Let the Holy Spirit lead. I didn't see the Holy Spirit leading here. Just my opinion, my humble opinion on it. But go ahead. If you would have been on here, I think it would have been a different story. And I would love, and actually, I would love to see that. I might even pay to see Bob Barber and Elon Musk for half an hour going back and forth. I think that um, that would be an interesting watch. But, you know, I listen, take some positive out of it. Obviously, it's good to bring up Jesus. I mean, in these, in this day and age, you, you know, we talked about, 
another pastor that we had on here earlier that we might disagree with, and we do disagree with actually regarding end times eschatology. But what he brings to the table is that he is waking up churches in order to see that we are in the end and and we are at the Mm -hmm. end times here. So that's, you got to take the positives from that. And from this, you take the positives that at least the name of Jesus was brought up and that he's thinking about him. So that's, that is a great thing. Hopefully it, it goes somewhere and that he actually follows up. That would be great. And you have to consider something too about, you know, Elon Musk, since we're talking about him, he's quite intelligent fellow. Sure. You know, and, and he, he's, there are people around him that may be believers. And, you know, you, we, we just, like Greg was, we just don't know, you know, there may be a conversation that takes place in a month. You know, I was on with these, with these Christian guys and they were asking me about Jesus. What do you think? And that opens the door for somebody to really start to share stuff with them. We don't know. But at the same time, the fact that he he is a very bright individual, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, in, incredibly smart in a lot of ways, may really trigger something for him to look deeper into that. And and that's what we can, you know, we certainly can pray for his for him to see the truth, you know. I mean, I, I, haven't, I haven't prayed for Elon Musk before, and I, there's no reason why I can't pray for him now. Well, exactly. Yeah, this know, also you know, gives us an opportunity to do that, right? Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that, listen, even though we might be skeptical of how it was all done and that we did not, you know, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, he did not do that. He did not. He, he didn't. But um, we will know them by their works, right? You know them by their fruits. So let's see what happens, because if, in fact, this was the day, that Elon Musk accepted Jesus Christ, you would expect that he would be able to to show that and that we would notice it because he is not uh, somebody who is just in the, you know, in the the mass of people. He actually has influence. He He does a lot of things and we hear about him a lot. So the question is, like, if that actually happened and he did do that, we should actually be able to see some fruits come from that. So... You know, I guess the jury is not; it can't be completely out on it. We might be skeptical, but I think that we still we need to watch him and we need to see if something changes. Because uh, if something, because your life does change, you do per, uh, start doing different fruits. You start producing uh, good works. You start uh, furthering the kingdom. And uh, I'd like to see if that actually that wouldn't that be great if that actually did happen. I mean, yeah, sure. he has a lot of influence over people. Yeah, maybe, you know, I see a lot of people like him and these big celebrities, these big names right now, becoming believers after the rapture, you know, because it's going to, you know, after we're gone, it's going to probably take some pretty big voices now outside of those uh, Revelation 14 angels to begin sharing the gospel of faith at that point, you know. And I, I see a guy like that. For some reason, I see Elon perhaps becoming a believer during the tribulation where he sabotages all his work so that the new world order can't go forward. You know, it's like, it'd be like a movie, you know, he sabotages his own work because now he has a change of heart, you know? And by the way, Congress and Senate is turning against him now. You hear all that stuff happening to him now. They're kind of fighting the hands that feeds them now, yeah. you know, and that just goes to show. And I heard that when, when they were legislating against Elon Musk, I was like, 
I thought you guys were all into the new green deal. Okay, I, I thought you guys were into that stuff. That just goes to show you they're not into that new green deal. That's just a pawn for them to pass more legislation against you. There is no plan. I believe there is no plan for electric vehicles 30 years from now. What? You know, because they don't even care anymore. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. man, I was all into that. I thought that it, that, that it was going to, you know, that we were going to decrease the CO2 and that we were going to save the planet. Doggone it, Bob. Hey, we we plug them. our cars in up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, they'll start, so they'll start in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, you know, Telmo's being funny. You know, no, Elon Musk has not taken the mark of the beast. As a matter of fact, no one on earth has taken it. But Listen, we we don't know. We we don't know. We I mean, we look at from what we could tell. That that was not a that was not somebody accepting Jesus Christ as their savior. And he did say, like, I believe in the God of Spinoza. What what's the God of? I never even heard of that. What is the God of Spinoza? What is Spinoza? Is that some fallen angel that happened a long time ago? I mean, it sounds like a name that a fallen angel would have taken. I didn't uh, so, take the I time mean, to look it up. Okay, well. To be uh, I mean, he believes yeah. in the god of Spinoza. Do you guys believe in the god of Spinoza? I don't. Be- I, I never heard I, of him. Anybody in the audience know what he was Almighty talking about? Creator of the heavens know, and the earth—that's who I believe. Hey, uh, Bob, Anyone? I got a que- I got a question for you. Um, sure. I was listening to uh, this this interview that um, Kim Clement's daughter, Donna, I believe her name is, mm-hmm. was. Um, was doing the other day and she brought up the uh, prophecy that he brought forth about the two presidents. And they were talking about how uh, he said during this, that at some point that, that uh, I think you even brought it up, how they believe that Trump is going to be, is going to be saved and filled with the power of the Holy spirit. What, What do you feel about that? Do you think that's accurate? No. I don't. Um, you guys already know how I feel about Trump. You know, I used to love him, but, you know, eventually the Lord kind of opened my eyes more about what he was actually using Trump for. And I don't think I was too off about what he was using Trump for. Trump was basically used to expose all the evil in the world, so it creates division. It creates uh, an environment to choose God or the devil. But the the evil had to be exposed so that way you have sufficient information to make the right decision. That was Trump's job. And then Trump was removed, and they put the dirt bags back in. Okay, But as far as like Trump being saved now, I'm not going to say that Trump can't be saved. Anybody can be saved as long as he's human, right? So as long as he's human, he could be saved. But my personal prediction, I think uh, right now, it is actually it's a good time right now to bring up Chester's question because you, you see it pass by the comments here every two minutes. He says, uh, he sent me an email, and I think it, uh, I'll read it right here. It says, hey, Bob, what if something odd happens in the midterm election 2022 and the Democrats win the 2022 midterms? They're not going to win the 2022 because Satan's done with the Democrat Party. He's done with them. He reached all the people that the Democrat Party influenced. They're done. That that part's done. Okay, he needs to reach the conservatives. He he needs to reach the patriots. He needs to deceive deceive those guys now. So he needs Trump. He needs the Republican Party. Okay, and 
they and basically if I was Satan, that's horrible to say that, but if if I had to do if I had to reach those people, I would want Trump back in power. I would want an absolute Republican bloodbath this upcoming midterms. Okay? Because I want I would want them fully in charge. And then at that point, he could start getting in there and spreading his tentacles in a different way. And I believe that through Trump and the Dem- and through Trump and Republican Party, they're going to usher in the mark of the beast. Okay, because remember, it's a deception. It's so great of a deception that almost fools the elect. We're not fooled by Biden. We're not fooled by what the Democrats are doing. Nobody is. But you bring somebody like Trump in and the Patriot Party, and start preaching all this righteousness and all this good stuff, and, you know, then you have something you can work with. And the Satan, that's what Satan knows. Like, now I got something I can work with now. All I got to do now is implement myself into, you know, Trump and his party, and granted, and I'll end with this. Of course, we talked about this before, Kevin. How much influence does the United States have after the tribulation begins? Because we do have the first four trumpets coming. And you can't be uh, <laughs> presidents of a wasteland that gets decimated by asteroids. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of a, you know. Short-lived thing. Short-lived thing, yeah, probably. Yeah. And like you said, maybe he's one of the ten kings that gets put down, one of the three that gets put down, basically. It's possible. I mean, you know, but at the same time, it's like you you, you look at trust the plan and things like that that came from that you know, that movement of people and, and you're just like, trust the plan. No, that's not, that's not what the Bible says. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. That's not what my spirit says. My spirit says, doesn't don't trust a plan made by man. <laughs> that's, that's like, I reject any plan made by man is what really my spirit's telling me. It's like the plans come from God and that he's already made it. He's already designed it. He's already been through it. I mean, those would be in from the beginning. So that's the plan that I like to trust. And I would rather trust the almighty mm. rather than any human. And and by the way, I so I just read about this God of Spinoza. So basically, it's a philosophy made up by some man in the 17th century. And he, he, he but, but wait, it's not all bad. It's basically what he does is he, he recognized what some of the ancient philosophers stated, which is, God exists and that God is good and that God exists over everything. Well, I mean, but every human is born with the knowledge that God exists. And that's what the Bible states. It just so happens that you're born into sin. And so you're immediately separated and you need to be reunited. Kind of like what you were talking about earlier, Robert, but the human condition a lot of humans like to think that and say God doesn't exist. There's no meaning. There's this and that. And they make up their own philosophies and ideas. But when you come down to it and you do thorough examination of everything, you must realize that there was a designer, that there is a controlling force uh, to, to the universe as we know it. And that when you realize that, you realize that there is an, uh, an entity. And that's basically what this, this God of Spinoza thing is. It's recognizing there is a God overall and that he is good. But that does not save you. That is not enough. To recognize that there is a God, you also need to recognize that, there's, that he is holy 
And that's a different thing than being good in that he is actually perfect, that he is holy and that unholy cannot dwell with holy. And so there has to be a bridge that brings the two together. And the only, and that, and that only bridge is what I would hope that Elon would have said is that Jesus said, oh, he said, turn the other cheek. He also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father but through me. No one comes to the God of Spinoza but through me. If, and that, that's what Elon Musk is, if that's what he was thinking, and he would have said that, then I would have had more confidence. But just believing in God is not enough. You've got to go the second the, the, to the second step and say, Who's my intercessor? Who's the one who's going to be able to bring me to the Father? And right. there's only one in, 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 in all of creation, and that's the Son of God, Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah, Co- well said, Co- Kevin. Well Colleen, said, Colleen made, a, made a statement on there about how uh, um, Elon Musk worships uh, uh, the God of metaphysics, a metaphysical God. Yeah. And that's... That's pretty accurate, I think. Yes. Thank you also for the audience. Thank you for yeah, our was... community for uh, also looking that up. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thank you, Kevin, for looking that up as well. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like new age, old age, kind of in a, in a way, right? It's just like you know the the metaphysical and like he it's it's esoterical. It's not it's not really personal, and um and that that's really where. Jesus is so important because he is the personal connection. He came as we live today as flesh and blood. And then he, he, he was, but he, the difference is he was sinless and he was also killed uh, for, and was blameless, but he was, he was killed and he died knowing that his father was, was going to turn away from him, forsake him because of the sin that he took on, and he, yet he continued to follow through with that, and he did it all the way because um, because of the glory that was to come afterwards. And for for we humans, it, it's it, it's something that that what you were saying before, Robert, it's a marvelous thing. It's just unbelievable unless yeah, it, it came from the Father, right? Yeah. And we don't deserve it, and we we can't work hard enough to to, to ever earn it. Uh, it's um, people That's come true. people come along, and they they might click on this by accident or whatever. And I don't think there's any such thing as an accident. And you hear this, and then you realize that that um, maybe there is something to this, and there you know there really is, and it's it's not that difficult. Um, it's just something that you've, you really have to take a step of faith and mm. really start to look into it yourself. You know, don't take our word for it. Really, any of us do it yourself, get in there and, and, uh, you seek and you're going to find it. You know, when you ask your, your, uh, the blinders will be lifted and you'll start to understand these things. You know, once you get the spirit of God and Christ in you, it'll make sense to you. And when you read the word, it'll you'll start to say, hey, you know, that's for me. That's that makes sense. You know, and you'll start to really um, you start to grow in your in your fellowship. Uh, you start to 
you start to grow in your love for the Savior. Uh, it, it's just, you know, it's not something that automatically happens. I, I wish it had automatically happened. Believe me, it's taken, a, you know, a lot of years to to realize a lot of the things I know. But at the same time, we're we're just thankful that while we were enemies, he, yet he came and he did the things he did for us. He didn't have to do these, folks. Mm. He, he didn't. He could have said, ah, I'm not doing this. But yet he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Which I'm certainly glad he said that. Amen. <laughs> Me too. Amen. Thank you for Jesus. Thank, Thank you for Lord. Jesus. Amen. That was a tough job he did. That was tough on Jesus. That was tough on his father. I could not imagine ever, any of you have children, can you ever imagine having to put your son through that much horror, your daughter through that much horror, to save a bunch of people that were deserving to go to hell because they were so wicked and evil? I mean, wow. And all the while wow. being so proud of them, like, this is my son in whom I'm well, you know, pleased. I mean, I mean, the, the, like he did nothing wrong ever. I mean, you're so proud of your sons now, even when they do wrong, that you still take them back, like you said. You still love them, and when they do great things, you're like, yes, and you forget those things. But God didn't have to forget anything. Jesus was perfect all the way through, and yet he had to go through that. I mean, can you imagine the agony um, and the pain? However, like I said before, that even you know Jesus, while he was here, he could see the glory on the other side. And and he knew that that he was doing this for something so much greater than just himself, right? Mm-hmm. That he was giving it, he's giving up his life so that the entire world might be saved. I mean, yeah. those are huge rewards on the other side of that agony, isn't it? Man, Greg, Kevin's preaching tonight. Kevin's a yeah, fire. Yeah, I'm I ready to put him. Uh, Man, you got the Holy Spirit all over you, brother. Well, I'm, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling all good. Right. You know, I mean, but this is just truth. I mean, it's you know, and, so and you just get warmed up. Yeah, and I'm just, just doing, yeah, up. I'm just starting. You know, I mean, it, I, this could flow out of me for hours. And but, I think it, and it's 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 really good because you know you always make sense when you're talking about the word, man. Do I? I yeah. believe so. I love it. Well, you're good. very articulate. <laughs> the words are very clear. Okay. You don't, you're very punctual and you're very, uh, um, I don't know, just comes out right. I can understand it. And that's, that's the best way because, you know, when you make the gospel simple, you yeah, know, that's the thing, right? That's what I, mean, I think that's what I try to do in, in, in a lot of respects is that I want I don't want to make it complicated. I mean, people complicate things all the time and they're, and they read things in there. That's not there. We see them in the comments all the time. I'm seeing in the comments, you know, all the time here on this show, people talking about 5g and, Oh, here comes this. And everyone's going to have a lot of fun with that. And they, you know what they're meaning by that, but I've used 5g for years. I mean, the, the 5g is not, not, not brand new rolling out tomorrow for for everybody i mean these things have been this thing has been in the cities for a long time so if you think that 5g is going to come out and separate you from christ that's not going to happen okay that's living in a spirit of fear in some respects okay we we don't need to do that 5g is not going to harm us okay 5g is not going to separate us from christ 
What if it does harm us in terms of our body? Bob, do you care? Greg, do you care? Robert, do you care? I mean, in some respects, it's like you don't want to be harmed, obviously. But look, God's here to protect us. I mean, if 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 God's with us, who you know who can be against us? Amen. You know? So no, Amen. I'm not afraid of that stuff. You know what? You know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid of the God who rule, rules and reigns over the second death. That's what I'm afraid of. I don't want to go to the second death. And so that 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 fear though that I had of regarding that no longer exists. Because I know that I'm his child. I know that when I accepted his son, that I became a joint heir. That I that that, that second death is no no longer has any effect on me. Oh, where oh death, where is your sting? It is not there anymore because of that salvation through Christ Jesus. And since I have that, I'm not afraid of anything. Five G or the the, mm-hmm. the supposed mark of the jibba jabba or anything. I, I can care <laughs> less about any of that stuff because I know that my salvation is in Christ's hands and he has me and he's not going to yep. let me slip through his fingers. The second death is meant for all those going to the white throne judgment. All right. The white throne judgment, that's not our judgment. Our judgment is the beam seat judgment. You know, Listen, you have three the, judgments, a beam seat judgment, the separate sheep, sheep and ghost judgment, and the white throne judgments. Three yeah, judgments. Those right. are the only three the Bible talks about. That's it. Our judgment is the beam seat judgment. And then at the end of the tribulation, all of Israel and proselyte Gentiles, that's the sheep and goat judgment. Then the uh, white throne judgment, that's for everybody throughout time, including demons, angels that are saved in the kingdom gospel after the beginning of the millennial reign. Because we know that everybody's resurrected. All the Old Testament saints are resurrected at that point, at the beginning of the millennial reign. So that's basically, that's everybody that's living at the end of the tribulation all the way through to the end of the uh, millennial reign that goes to the white throne. And that's where it talks about your name needs to be written in that land's book of life. That's for them. That's not for us. Their name, their names, their name needs to be sustained in that Lamb's book, and that's for all those who make it through the tribulation, and all those who live and are born during the millennial reign, because that's their judgment. You know what we're, what we're doing? I believe uh, at that point, uh, the body of Christ, we are judging angels. That's going to be our position at the white throne. We're going to be sitting on thrones in the heavens. Judging angels, according to our Apostle Paul, and trust me, there's a lot of angels that need to be judged. I, you know, how many how many angels do you think there are? Billions of them, probably. I don't know. Probably, and, yeah. But they all need to be judged. So yeah. that's going to be the body of Christ. All four of us here, and everybody listening right now, going into rapture and resurrection, we will be sitting at the thrones, at the white throne judgment. So we will be there. We will be on judging thrones. The Bible also says that Satan is kicked out by the words of their testimony. And mm-hmm. I've always believed that we're the ones who are going to be testifying against Satan and that he is going to be kicked out due to the words of our testimony, that we're going to be able to testify against him. And think about the number of, of believers who are going to be able to have that opportunity. I mean, that could be mm-hmm. in the billions. So, I mean, you're talking about that's going to take some time. But I would like to listen to every single one of those billions of people testify against against satan and i and and you know i mean so listen you know it's not just 5g right it's the graphene so the graphene 
I'm, I'm convinced, Greg, that the graphene plus 5G is the thing that's going to separate you. Um, you know, Paul says he's convinced <laughs> otherwise. And, I, and, and it's like, oh, but wait, they're gonna, you're going to be turned into a zombie. And it's like, you know, listen, people. Uh, let, let, let's let's be reasonable. I'm going to take a page out of Greg's uh, book here. Let, let's reason together, people. Come on. Let, let's not go into fables and myths and all kinds of things. Let, 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 let's actually take a look at that God is, is, is with us and that there is no weapon that's going to be able to stand against us. Okay? That's right. So it's not it, – graphene plus 5G doesn't, doesn't mean the end of the world for you. It, it's it, it's you're gonna you're you're gonna be all right. God's got you. And uh, I listen. I just Greg, I, my spirit is really on fire tonight for the people in in this chat room who are listening to mm-hmm. other channels and other people, basically spreading fear to them. Yeah. And they don't even realize that they're getting it because they think they're doing a good service by saying, "Oh no, this is this and this and that." But that's that is not. What is important uh, that listen, there are things in this world that can harm you all over the place and you need to pray for your protection and that if and that God will will protect you from things. But this this verse right here says, you know, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature, including graphene shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You're not going to get separated from love. And when you have a heavenly father who loves you, he is not going to harm you. So, yes, thing, you can be harmed in this world. Of course, we all know that. But even if we are to die, we are to gain. So there is nothing that, that can actually hurt us whatsoever when you consider the ramifications of eternity. Well, that's where everybody, this is where Israel is making a mistake. You know, our apostle Paul is talking about our spirit here. It's sealed in the body of Christ. It's the spirit. Nothing can separate our spirit from God. Now we're talking about 5G. Now can 5G damage my body? Yeah, I'm sure it can. 4G, 3G did the same thing. But we're talking about a corruptible body that's already corruptible. I'm ta- we're talking about a body that's already dying day by day. Sure. Okay, so what more can they throw at me? <laughs> you know, but my body is not, but my salvation is not based on my body. My salvation is based on my spirit. That's in a different realm. That's in a different dimension. The five G's in the natural. It's in the. It's a weapon in the natural. In the natural dimension, that's aimed at a natural body, which is my body. But my spirit is in a spiritual dimension, which is sealed in the body of Christ, which is glorified in Christ. So this where that verse you had up there, Greg. You know, there's nothing that can separate us from love of God. You're sealed in the body of Christ, and everybody. We just in this where you can cancel out works because once again, you got to make that that separation from the flesh and the spirit. Just what Jesus was trying to tell the Israelites, you got to be able to make that separation. Okay, mm-hmm. he had a spiritual kingdom that came. They're looking for a physical kingdom. That wasn't going to come for another 2,000 years. You know, They're, he was talking about tearing the temple down. They're looking at a big building. He was actually talking about his own body. I mean, just a lot of misinterpretation. Yeah. 
Here's more. Here's the more important thing: is put on the full armor of God, and you're protected. You're protected all the way through. And it doesn't mean that your that your body is it may not experience something, but that doesn't. But that's not how important is that? It's not. What's important is what's in the spirit. What you put into yeah. your body can't harm your spirit. Okay, mm-hmm. that's got that. That is a critical verse in the Bible. What when Paul talks about. What he takes into his body cannot harm his spirit. So when people are telling you that you're going to put something into your body right now and that it's going to separate you from God, that is not biblical. Okay? No, there of course is something down the road that is different because it's not just taking the mark of the beast or the name uh, of, the, of the beast. It's not just taking that. They also worship the beast. Okay. There is a spiritual nature to taking that mark. There is nothing spiritual about taking good nor or and or bad medicine. I'm doing good, Greg. Uh, the, the, the point is, is that it's not going to harm your spirit because we worship the Christ. And if we were to take good or bad medicine, then it might not be good for our body, but it does not affect our spirit. And, and that is exactly, it's not going to separate us from the love of God. Neither graphene nor 5G nor any jibba-jabba is going to separate us from the love of and, God. And you're talking a lot about what, you know, you, you guys have been talking about fear. And fear is a spiritual thing, obviously. And it says that God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sound mind. Yeah, the spirit of fear is is behind all doubt. Think about it. When you doubt that God can do this, and when you doubt that, that God can do that, you're you're being fearful. But if you have a you know power you know, he's given us power, he's given us love, and he's given us a sound mind. You know, it, it's when I was shown this many, many years ago, I thought to myself, well, I know I need power, I know I need love, and I definitely need a sound mind. And it's it's a, it's a mind that can, you know, grasp the greatness of God, um, the power of God, the love of God, and be able to communicate it because that's that's one of the things that is uh one of our responsibilities if you will is the ministry of reconciliation it says in the word is what we've been doing tonight is what kevin's been doing so eloquently there because it's 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 very important you know this just isn't a couple of hours to just um you know burn up a tuesday night you know this is <laughs> this is pretty important uh, to Many people out there that may have never even thought about turning to the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, all of a sudden tonight they're going, you know, it really makes sense. I'm going to check it out, which is what really what I want to hear about. You know, and those are the things that are important. You know, Well, I want to make sure, too, Robert, that that people understand that I'm not saying go out there and look for look for trouble. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that in any way. I'm not saying go and tempt the Lord your God and put yourself in harm's way and do things that, uh, that you know are not going to be good for you. That's not using a sound mind, is it? That's for sure. Using a, using a sound mind tells you, I got to stay away from this because that's dangerous. So if you read things and you are knowledgeable about things, you're going to be able to say with a sound mind that this thing in particular is dangerous and I don't, and I'm not going to go near it. Okay. That's good. But, but what, what we've got here is failure to communicate. No, what we have here is we've got, is we got people who are basically taking that of what's going on right now. And they are putting that into a spiritual context you see and that's when you start getting into trouble that's when you start spreading the fear of that you can be separated if you do these things and that's like almost the opposite of the the faith plus works equals salvation thing this is like faith plus if you do these works then you're not saved you know the other one's like faith and if you do works as well and good works then you're saved but this is, is, is possibly even more dangerous, which is telling people who have faith and who are saved that if you do these things, that you're not saved anymore. And I mean, like I said l- last week, that's, that's, a, that's dangerous. That's becoming dangerous. And it's, that is not edifying in any way. So You're not supposed to put a stumbling block in the way of there you fellow, go. fellow believers. That's good. That's a, that's a huge stumbling block when you start making statements like uh, thus saith the Lord, you know, if if you take the if you take the jab, um, you, you're taking the mark. Things like that. It's, you just can't make statements like that. Well, we're we're yeah. we're we're fighting against uh, spiritual. We're fighting a spiritual battle. Right. Right? Right. So we're not fighting a battle of the body. We're fighting a battle of the spirit. And and everything that I hear is all about what's going on with your body. What 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 hits your body what you can put inside your body. And it's, and, and Bob, I think you were saying it earlier pretty well. It's like, you know, the, the body, you can get harmed by almost anything all the time. Uh, and, and what you have to do is you have to stay away from the most dangerous things that you know about. And, but you can't live in fear so that you can't live your life and like talk to people. It's like, Oh, the internet's the, the, the beast, the beast system. You should never use the internet. Well, there goes uptime. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Greg. Uh, you know, yeah. the beast is controlling, so we can't <laughs> talk anymore. I mean, the, you know, you're limiting. You, and th- wouldn't Satan love that? Wouldn't Satan just love that and say, you know, that'd be the great if all the Christians believed that the internet was the beast system and none of them used it and they couldn't communicate with each other? Don't you think that's furthering his kingdom and not Christ's kingdom? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Greg, Absolutely. you want to get in some questions now? Well, I'm still have... kind of collecting those right now. So if you guys want to continue talking a little bit, we're going to, it looks like we have some questions and comments about the Elon Musk video. So we're going to get into that, but please finish up what you're doing so I can collect some more of these. <laughs> Greg, Greg's telling you to stall for time, Bob. Go ahead. Oh, okay, no problem. Kevin, you were on. You know, roll, one thing well, for sure I'm, is. I'm um... done for now. I'm going to let Bob go. All right. You know, one thing for sure is. Um... 
a lot of people, you know, we are in 2022. And have you guys seen the memes on, uh, I'm on Facebook. I know it's bad, but, you know, I got family friends that I preach to on there. I got very you small use Facebook? That, yeah, I, that is the works of the devil. Paul. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but be it as it may, you know what? They got the funniest thing. They got the funniest memes on there, and I think there's something that collectively human, the human race on Earth is being conditioned right now. Um, a perfect example. I saw this picture. It showed a wave. It showed two, 2020, a wave, and the bigger wave behind it. It said 2021. And then they had Godzilla behind that wave. It said 2022. And I've seen that overlining narrative going on, how awful 22 is going to be. It's going to be just an explosion. Everybody's just getting ready for the worst, you know. And, of course, we do know that this year is the Shemitah year. It's the final year of the seven-year period as we go into the next seven-year period, which I believe will be the seven-year tribulation period. You know, it's just by chance the 11th cycle since Israel became a nation. And it also starts at Rosh Hashanah on September 27, 927. What are the chances? <laughs> you know, it, you know, but if nothing happens, uh, you know, then maybe we'll have another seven years of stuff. I hope not, you know. But somebody asked, one question somebody asked was, will the rapture happen in May? Great question. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know the day. I don't know the hour. I can speculate. Boy, I can speculate. All all of us can speculate when this day will come. But you know what? They've been waiting for this day for almost 2,000 years now. That's right. Okay, a lot of people have speculated when that day was going to come. And they all been wrong. And I've been wrong. You know, I, I'll admit that up front. I've been wrong about certain days. You know, I never said a specific date, but I would say it has to happen this year. You know, I'll do those time windows, you know? Yeah, sure. And I think I have until 2024, right, Kevin? Because that's well, my book. <laughs> yeah, where is your book? I've got you. Oh, yeah. here it is. Right here. Yeah. The, road road, the road to 2024. road to 2024. After <laughs> that, though, Bob Barber, if it comes to be 2025 and we're still doing uptime, when I show this book, Bob Barber's going to go, oh, man, I needed to write the road to 2028. Cross it off. He says, Bob's going to say, you haven't, you haven't bought my single, sequel yet. It's the road to 2028. That would be like, yeah, there it is. Let me guess. And there'll be road to 2032, right? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, you might as well just go out to 2032 <laughs> because, I mean, you know, if you're really, you know, yeah, you could go to 2032. Uh, you funny. But last year, uh, our friend here, Mr. Hagen, I'm sorry, not last year, but last week. Boy, time flies. Um, but last week, uh, Mr. Hagen said that the rapture is going to be a good day. And, Bob, you said the rapture is going to be a bad day. And I said that you were both right. Because for some people, it's going to be Godzilla. And for other people, it's going to be Mothra. Right. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I got yeah. that I got oh, that. When when you wrote that book, Bob, you you know this is this is what you were inspired to write. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't believe when you're inspired to write something like that that that's necessarily means it's wrong. Uh, you know, if if God is working in you to write something like that, it's it's it's, it's He's working in your heart to write it. So um, it, as far as making a date. Um, as to when this is all going to occur. I mean, we can like, we can all speculate as to where we'd like to see it happen real soon. 
mm-hmm. anybody with any sense in their brain would want to see that. But we're not, we really, you know, we have to live our lives like it's going to happen. When? Soon. Tomorrow. In yeah. an hour. You know, Bob, what, you should what, do a, uh, you should do, you, you should do like, you don't have anything about the Shemitah or anything like that in this book, if I recall. No. After reading it, no. I wrote so, that book. Really, I wrote that book in 2018. Yeah. 2017. 18, right. something like that. So. The last, the last Trump sequential sequence. I mean, this book is really good. And it actually doesn't tie you down to really any one date. Um, you don't mention, oh, yeah, I know the date of the rapture, by the way, and here it is. I mean, unless you can point me to that, I don't see that. <laughs> but, um, but it, you know, if you are inspired, again, to do another book and put the Shemitah stuff in there, um, I don't know, because it's pretty quick now. You'd have to really rip on that and get that thing out quickly. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But maybe, maybe that's, that's, you know, this road to 2024 um, like you said, 2022 is along the road. Maybe this is the year where everything pops. And that means the rapture. And that means the covenant with many later on after the rapture. It's, I mean, look, Bob, every year we get closer and closer. So, I mean, one of these years, it's going to happen. Why not this year? Why not? Mm-hmm. There's no, I mean, there's no, you can't tell me why it couldn't happen this year, could you? Yeah, there is uh, no reason why it couldn't happen this year. As all I see, all the reason why it should happen this year, because of all the all the uh, research I've been doing, what I did at, in the fall of last year, and I'm completely sold by that. But I mean, look, just look what our government's doing. Look, look what's going on in Israel. You know, I know it's uh, Israel. They've always seen war over there, but there's a lot of unification going on over there with all the right people. You know, the Zika 30 war set up, you know, and Damascus is on his last leg. You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things, a lot of things begin to happen. They're talking about talking to messiahs over there. And they're throwing that messiah term around. And they're throwing a whole new conversation around a lot, too, right now. That's sure. another big one. I, that's mm-hmm. a little messed up because you know why? Where, where I live, if you, if you guys look at a map of the United States, a road map of the whole country, you ever notice that all the maps kind of form a cross right at Lake Michigan? It turns into a cross. It's very right interesting. At, it's called yeah. the Crossroads of America. Mm-hmm. Those Crossroads of America are only about 10 minutes from my house. Okay. So I'm right there. And, that, and that's where I uh, heard a study where that would be the most ideal place to drop a nuke in this country. Right there to cause the most damage out and cover the most you know, populated area. Is so, that would that affect the uh, new uh, Mad- Madrid fault there? Yeah. Oh, by the way, we just had. Funny you said that. They we just had a six point one earthquake in southern Indiana, right oh, wow. at the new mid, right at the new mid, really new Madrid fault line, just this past week. Rumblings. Yep. Wow. How about that? We don't have earthquakes here. I've always no. experienced one no, my whole didn't. life here. Wow. It was very small. Years ago, but six point one is pretty big. That's I grew, a big one. I grew, I grew up in California, so Kevin, you were out there for well, a while. Well, yeah, I mean, six point one to you and yeah. I is like is like a Saturday. I mean, that's yeah. just you know, <laughs> that's like a little rock and roll and to put you asleep. But uh, yeah. yeah, but six point no, one for Indiana. That's, that's yeah, 
Like, well, the fact that the, the the new Madrid is so smooth, you know, why is it rumbling now? Because mm-hmm. it's not smooth no more. Things are happening down there. Yeah. You know, it's coming. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they're yeah. they're and the scientists. What we say last year that the scientists believe that this could be the year when the new Madrid goes. All right. If that happens, I'll tell you what, that that is a tribulation event like you wouldn't believe. That will you you would have the Gulf of Mexico come straight through here, wipe out my house. Sure. Yeah, because okay. it would it would flow back flow back upward, right? I mean that listen, you're at you hit the nail on the head, Bob, because the tribulation is is when all these things are going to happen. Is when you when you hear about all these things, yellow, you know the the Yellowstone ball, you know the ball super volcano, right? You hear about New Madrid fault, San Andreas fault. You got asteroids coming in. You got fallen angels. You got all kinds. I mean, all those things because you're talking about like when you read Revelation, third of the green grass, all, all the green grass is burned up. Third of the ships uh, and and the third of the sea turns turns to blood. I mean, you're talking about just major cataclysm after major cataclysm. And those things aren't like years apart. Those things are hitting like right after each other. So for people, when they say, oh, yeah, we're in the tribulation right now, uh, I always I just get a little chuckle and go, but well, this is the you know, this this is the greatest tribulation ever. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a picnic, like, it's a walk in the park. Yeah, it's a walk in the Compared park. I don't think Richard. they realize what's to come. Sure. I mean, it's. It's so bad of a tribulation. You guys remember Scotty Clark made a, a video drinking lattes in the middle of the tribulation. Remember that song you made? <laughs> yeah. He made a video about that, mocking those people. Like, We're in the tribulation. Oh, my goodness. And, that, you know, those are the same people that said that, you know, 10 years ago. Right. And here we are. So I guess here we are. It's the longest tribulation right? ever, isn't it, bro? Right. Yeah. Longest. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, you got the, the one woman out there, the, the rapture puzzle. She's like, you know, the tribulation started back in uh, what was it, two thousand and six, and and then the the, the abomination of desolation Uh, occurred in two thousand nine, and you're like, it's twenty twenty two now. So uh, it's like, oh no, the Lord's delaying. The Lord's delaying. He's got. He's in his twelfth delay, and I'm just like. You know where the delay is? The delay is between here and here. I, I mean, yeah, I, it hurt. It hurt to watch that. It hurt. It to did, watch didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it hurt. <laughs> yeah, it, it, hurt, it hurt big time. Uh, it happens like it keeps going, and you're just like, please stop. Could you please <laughs> just stop? Those are those Christian cringe moments, man. True. Oh, yeah. yeah, but you know what? If you can't look at your at, at your your own, I suppose, and say, boy, we got to pray for those people that are just lost. Uh, even the ones that are found, some of them are lost in some respects, and they really shouldn't be speaking. I mean, the Bible talks about you know, who should and who shouldn't speak, and uh, some people don't follow that, and they go out there and they comment or they post something that they think they know. And like I said before, when you ask them a few more questions, they get every answer wrong, and you're just like, wow, you're just way <laughs> off on everything. <laughs> All right, here we go. First question. Pop it up. What was that creature thing in Jibba Jabba? You know what's funny? That creature oh. thing. I seen that creature thing in movies where they, when they make aliens down movies, it looked like that thing. They're all in all fours and they have four legs and they have an extra tentacles and legs that stick out. And they move on all fours. And every time they do an alien movie now, the aliens are always on all fours. 
with extra legs and tentacles. You know, even like Independence Day, part two, same thing. You know, and it's funny too is like now you I'm seeing these uh the the History Channel or I think the History Channel or the Discovery Channel showing all these hieroglyphics now of the aliens that we saw in Independence Day. That's messed up. Why do how do these people think of that stuff? Unless you know they they just just didn't write stuff down all willy nilly. They did it for a reason. It was a purpose. If I'm gonna carve something into that rock, it's gonna have a purpose. That's a lot of work. So yeah, that's I think that little thing in there is some type of mechanism that's activated when you receive the mark of the beast. That's what I think it is. But it's not the mark. It's just a little thing in there waiting in our corruptible bodies to connect yourself with the mark if you take the mark, if you don't get saved. All right. Well, some people are probably a little confused about this. So just to give them a little, you know, backstory on the right. So apparently there's there have been scientists independent. I don't know. Uh, they've just been looking in microscopic, uh, looking at these things in the in what's in the snake oil. All right. Uh, so what's in the jibba jabba? I don't know. It, I've been seeing these pictures also online. It looks like this kind of like spider type, you know, stuff organism. I don't know what it is. I don't even know if I can, you know, if we could prove that it's it's factual if if or, or not. I can't. I can't prove that. Um, it is weird. I'll, I'll give it that much. But um, other than that, is this crawling in everyone's body at this point who's taken this thing? I don't know. I don't know. Guys, do you have, I mean, do you have proof of this? I mean, I mean, we've seen some of these things, but do we have proof that this is what's in? in this I mean, stuff? we've seen the, I've seen the video that I first saw on Stephen Bendenu's channel. It was a German scientist, I believe, that okay. found it. And uh, I think um, when they were looking at it at the microscope, it was like a living organism. It started looking back up at them and it knew it was being watched. That's messed up. That kind of that really creeped me out. Yeah, and I think that that's just a it's a, it's a living. I mean, we all have like bacteria, little tiny microscopic living organisms inside our body now. So that's no you know nothing new. You know they have jobs that do kill bacteria and do certain things. You know, but uh, but this thing though, I think this thing is just something that goes in your body, but along with the rest of them. And it lays dormant until and only if you actually take the mark of the beast. And I believe it probably plays a part in completing the job with the changes to your DNA. And also when you receive the mark, it kind of completes the job. Whatever's going to do, change you into whatever you're going to change into when you basically have your dark rebirth. That's when this thing kind of comes out to play at that point. Yeah, it's it's weird stuff. Weird stuff, folks. Um, here we go. And next question. Did Elon backs a oh, black slide, I guess, against God? Um I don't know. Did he have the faith? Did he ever have a forward even... slide? <laughs> mm-hmm. He did say he worshiped the god, the Espinoza. What's the yeah. God? He he openly said which god he worshipped. Right. He, so well, he never backs he met- never believed in the first place. He works worships a god of a. You don't even know if he worships. He believes in a god of metaphysical philosophy. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, backslide against God? I don't know. I don't think he ever forward slid. So I don't. I don't. I don't think he can backslide. 
uh, if you can't forward slide. Right. Uh, comment more so, uh, do not know what is in his heart. Only God knows. That's right. Very, very true. Although Jesus did say to his disciples, you'll know them by their fruit. Exactly. I think that speaks volumes. Uh, we have discernment. We're given discernment as believers through the Holy Spirit. Uh, folks, just add those things in there, too. Okay, don't forget about that. Yeah. All right. So Test, also, test the spirits, right? Test the spirits. That's what you got to do. If, if Jesus yeah, okay. came and, and was born and, and died, then you're, that's a good spirit. If, if not, then um, and rose again. Then if not, uh, then you'll know them by their fruits. And so, listen, we... we I already said I want to hope hope things hope I can see his fruits going forward. That'd be awesome. And you're right. No one knows exactly. But I mean, we're also not going to be just lame brains and, and not not have an opinion or, uh, you know, take a look at exactly what we saw. And I think what we saw there, um, you know, wasn't too convincing. It was pretty it was a little disturbing the way kind of everything was handled. So, you know, but in his in his spirit, only God knows. True. Mm hmm. Okay, from Steve at Gospel Kingdom website. Question, comment, we should not judge Elon. Scripture says we cannot judge him or anyone about salvation. Uh, well, Scripture does talk about judging rightly, right? Exactly. Judging uh, Listen, in, righteous, in righteous judgment. And none of us are condemning and, 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 and being the final judge over his final destination. No, so we're, we're not judging in that respect whatsoever. No, no, but we do have to have discernment. As believers also, um, I think, you know, even if there is someone who may be doing something in, uh, in, in a prideful manner or something that may be in a worldly manner, even as a brother in Christ, I want to tell that person, listen, um, I don't really think this was, uh, you know, the way that this should have been done. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you know, we could say, oh, well, who am I to judge how he brings someone to the Lord? The Lord's going to work on on that person's heart either way. Okay. Amen. The person's going to work work on Elon's heart and whether Elon chooses to go to the call or move away from that that's that's up to it's up to Elon, but really it's it's ultimately down to what God does in that person's heart. I mean, uh honestly, I mean I I would like to say that you know, eventually he's going to he's going to come to the Lord. And there may be a point, like I said before, we can't just we can't just dismiss the fact that a seed may have been planted in his heart. Right. Yes. We can't Absolutely. we can't dismiss that part. And I did bring we I did bring that up. Yep. Um, but yeah, so this there's kind of a two sided thing to this, too. Right. So, yeah, we shouldn't be judging how people, uh, you know, about their salvation. But at the same time, Jesus says, you'll know them by their fruits. Right. By the fruit, it's not fruits, fruit, uh, singular. But um, yeah, and so it's, you know, you see, there's two sides to the coin in this area. And it's it's somewhat of a gray area, but it's mainly about discernment, how you're doing it, how we brought, brought this to people's attention. Uh, and yeah, you certainly want to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. If the gospel is not being spread, and where he's being told that he's a sinner and that Jesus died for for our for our sins and that's the faith of the blood in the blood of Jesus and what he did on the cross then what does that become 
guys. I mean, it's a, it sounds to me like a false gospel. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that like right at there at the end, he said that he believed in the God of, you know, Espinoza. I mean, that, that right there, it's it, like that God is not even like an actual entity entity. It's just like a metaphysical, uh, you know, thing. And it's not, it's, it's not even a father. It's not, it's, a, meta, a metaphysical thing can't send his only begotten son. So, I mean, he said that at the very end. So, I mean, you know, you've got to question a few things regarding that, especially like, oh, so it's 70, so 70% you're saved. I mean, it just was like, it just became, to me, Greg, it was like more of a joke than anything. It's what, like, that's how it came across. The fact that we can all agree on this uh, platform, at least on here, all of us, I don't, you know, some people in comments may have some different opinion about it, but all of us agree with this right now. We're uh, Bob, who had to leave, he just left early. You know, he, he's getting a little tired. But um, yeah, I mean, we we agree on this. We're like-minded believers on this topic right now, and so that has to say something because we looked at it and we said there's something not right here. And we're, we're hoping in Jesus' name that we're judging rightly, righteously, right? Righteous judgment. Because we need to be discerned. Discerned, we need to be, uh, or discerning. We need, we to need to know how we approach others, especially if there is a celebrity or a public figure that is before us. Lord Jesus, give me the words to speak. Don't let this be about me or my platform. Let it be about you and you're wanting this person to be saved. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right. That's it. Listen, the best, the best, we said this before, the best we can hope for, seed was planted. Elon's going to go. He's going he's gonna to do study in the word. He's going to figure it out, ultimately come to, to the saving grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is the best outcome from the from what that occurred right there from that was the starting point of something that's that's the best that's the best thing that could happen to him for his eternal life amen and so we will yes we will pray for elon everyone elon, will yeah. yes we'll lift him up in prayer even right before we end tonight uh let's see are we live yes we're live <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> And we're, we are alive. <laughs> Not are. only that, we are alive. We are alive in, in Christ. Christ Jesus. And we are Amen. Dead to sin. Hey. And we're alive in Christ Jesus. Did uh, you get that? Uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Do you guys have a resource for reliable news? Me, I go to uh, the Common Central Next News Network. That's pretty much places I go. That's uh, uh, I I, I really have been taking into the, the Epoch Times, Epoch Times. Mm -hmm. I Epoch think they, Times, yeah. Epoch I get Times. They're really, yeah, levels. they're pretty on yeah. key, I think, about a lot of stuff. Oh, you guys are crazy. I, I, I read The Guardian. <laughs> I read Huffington Post and Political, <laughs> uh, as well as The Washington Post and The New York Times. So <laughs> I don't know what, what you guys are reading. You guys are in a whole, you guys are cult members in the La La Land. <laughs> Oh, uh, enjoy your CNN there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, go back to your MSM DNC, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 
All right. With the convergence of Bible prophecy, and we know time is short before Christ returning, how much longer do you think he might possibly tarry? Hmm. My guess is this year is the year, according to my research. Um, like I said, it's a Shemitah year, and a new seven-year period begins this Rosh Hashanah on 927. So I'll keep on ringing that bell until we go past that date, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I think the key there in this whole in this question is that we know that time is short before Christ returns. Uh, so how much longer? Not much longer. <laughs> Not much longer. And, and 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 in God's terms, uh, that could be years more for us. We, I mean, if if Bob, I mean if Bob's calculations and things are correct, then it's this year. If his calculations are off and then it's more years, then we'll continue to do what we do. And uh, and, and but I can tell you this. It feels like it's coming soon, really soon, and that every day it feels like it's coming even sooner. So we are seeing this day approaching, and I believe that as we get closer and closer, that we are gonna like it's gonna become more apparent and possibly even obvious of when it's going to happen. So um, I think we're getting closer to that day every day. How long uh, is it gonna tarry? Well, uh, I, all I know is that it, the Bible says that it, do not beat up your fellow brethren while he, he does. So uh, while we're here and while we're waiting for him to come, we are going to exhort and we are going to continue to, to preach the gospel. And we're going to continue to sharpen each other up so that, uh, you know, we're all um, ready to have a word whenever somebody needs one. Amen. Amen to that. All right. Uh, anyone else? I have one from uh, Madeline or Madeline at 6.40 p.m. If you want to find that one. She goes on to say here, who is the dragon? And uh, you want to answer that one, Kevin? <laughs> who is the, the dragon? <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious who the dragon is. The dragon is that old serpent. That mm-hmm. dragon is Satan. So that that is when when the Bible talks about the dragon, it's talking about Satan. You know what's interesting about the dragon? It's a red dragon, and the fact that China is symbolic of a red dragon, mm-hmm. and they are basically going to be the police force for the New World Order during the Seven Year Tribulation as well. So how quaint that the red dragon country takes over the eagle based country where God was portrayed as an eagle in the Bible. So isn't that awesome? You see, you know, you see the eagle being replaced. It also talks about the eagle in the book of Revelation where the woman is given two wings of a mighty eagle take to a place of safety. So once again, God right there, I don't know if that has anything to do with America, but God was portrayed as an eagle in different parts of the Bible. So it may not have anything to do with America. It may just be the fact that God showed up and delivered Israel at that point, being the Eagle. Well, Uh, it's also amazing. Like in Daniel, those beasts, right. That were like, uh, you know, and then also in revelation talks about beasts, like a bear and a lion and this and that. And you have these countries that are represented by those animals. And um, yeah, no, you're, and you're right, Bob. It's, it's pretty amazing how like, those things, those symbols in the Bible are used by, those exact symbols are used by countries today. 
Mm-hmm. And they have their time of influence. You know, the United States became that Christian-based nation for a good portion of the Age of Grace, the last mm-hmm. 250 years of it, you know, and now it's dying off now. You know, the Lord is just about finished with America. And, of course, we see that happening right now. And it's going to be the final buzzer goes off with the uh, four trumpets, the first four trumpets of the seven trumpet judgments. So, Well, I don't know about you, Bob, but I'm thankful that I'm not in the camp of the of the the mindless sheep. I mean, I I mean, really, that I got I thank God for choosing me to be in, you know, (laughs) saved. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I, I, you know, Amen. I really appreciate it because I mean, on the other side of things, they are so desperate. They are so fatigued from fear that, that, that they, that they're doing just insane things. And we've talked about that for months, how they're, they don't make any sense when they do things. It's like, you look at them and you're like, why would you even do that? It doesn't even help you out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they're just, they just lost it. Right. And so America is still has people in it that haven't lost it. That, that we are we are those who are like keeping this together here and um we 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 do love our country i mean we 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 love the freedom that it offers us and we're seeing that freedom erode every day and that bob like you talked about the liberty gap i love that i don't know where you come up with these things but holy spirit uh, brother okay well <laughs> got to tap into that sometime because you get these great sayings like the Liberty gap is shrinking. And I just love that. That is, that is so true. It's like, you could just see it every day that the, the light is just getting, you know, it's like going seeping through a crack now and we're just trying to seep through it as much as we possibly can before the door is shut. Right. And that Liberty gap video, I believe was on my rumble channel. You can go see it there in the mark of the beast. I think that's where I left that. That's when I got banned. (laughs) <laughs> got kicked off of YouTube, so that's one you definitely want to go see. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a question. I got a question over here from uh at six seventeen. Hold, 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 from... hold on, let me say something real funny then. Sure, go right ahead. It's funny to me. I mean, it's funny that the Liberty Gap <laughs> is the one that gets you censored and banned. I love that. It's like, <laughs> hey, our liberties are going away. We're getting censored here. That, that's the video that's banned. I mean, yep. it's... that's the one that did it. That's the one that did it. <laughs> How dare you say, Bob, that your liberties are being taken away? You must be censored for that. Mm-hmm. Right away. But uh, right, Michael, I'll say uh, at 617, Michael goes on to say, do you think that the heavenly signs right now are pointing to the arrival of the two anointed witnesses? Ooh. Um, that's a great question. Uh, we did see two uh, Bethlehem stars. Now, I know the two Bethlehem stars, rep- the Bethlehem stars represents Jesus Christ, okay? But the fact that there are two of them, and, of course, you're going to have the two, you know, Satan's copy will be the Antichrist and the false prophet, but going, they're going to have to square off against God's two witnesses. And isn't it funny, too, that, you know, Satan has, um, oh, hold on a second. No, let me rethink that. I was about to say something incorrect there. No, I'm not going to say that. Forget it. Forget That's that. That's a good idea. Don't say something yeah. incorrect. <laughs> I was going um, to say something about the Ten Kings, but I was incorrect about it, so I'm not going to say it. I love how you caught yourself. Holy Spirit caught me on that one. Good, good job. Uh, so, but is it possible that this conjunction that we just witnessed last year between um, Saturn and Jupiter, that that is like a, 
uh, a sign sort of that the two witnesses are going to be coming soon. I mean, anything's possible, I suppose, with God. Uh, it, it wasn't amazing, regardless of whether or not it was a sign or not. It was a cool thing to see, wasn't it? Right. Well, you know, I did a video where all the signs that take place, and I saw basically see a pattern. Whatever signs that take place in the prior Shemitah seven-year period mm-hmm. actually take place in the following seven-year Shemitah period. Right. And that happened over and over and over and over again since 1937. Amazing. And I did a video about all the events that took place. The signs were there, and then the following cycle is when all hell broke loose that the signs were pointing at previously. And how many signs have we seen, guys, since since uh, 2015? Well, that's Up through 2022. Two Bethlehem stars, a, a rapture resurrection sign. Mm-hmm. A Revelation 12 sign. Revelation 12 sign. They haven't seen that before. Twice, almost twice we've seen also, it. Also, at the end of the last meta, we were going through four blood moons, right? Yeah, Between right. 20, 2014 and 2015. And don't forget your full solar eclipse, total solar eclipse coming right. through. In 2017, X, which is X happening marks again. The spot, right? X marks the spot. X marks yep. the spot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I had a friend of mine that had a dream about, he had a, uh, he had a vision. I just saw, I read it today on our website. Where he saw the vision, saw basically saw the country splitting in two, and he, he just saw it happening during the summertime. And you know where he lives? He lives right there at the X, <laughs> where it splits right there, man. Whoa. <laughs> you know that that's where he lives. You know, I'm like, <laughs> and here's scientists calling for that split to happen this year. Oh, you yeah, know, I mean, that Godzilla that would be a Godzilla, wouldn't it, Kevin? Oh, that would be Godzilla. Yeah, that would be Godzilla. And I, I want to just fly away. Um, Joel Hacker says, doesn't Daniel's 70th, 70 weeks point to a soon rapture? Yeah, that's another one of those things that we can see on the horizon here with with uh, Israel and the Antichrist uh, forming a covenant and confirming a covenant with many. That covenant has already kind of started through the Abraham Accords and so forth. So all they need is just a whole bunch of more people to sign on and, and they got themselves a covenant. And yeah, we do. We we all three of us believe that the rapture takes place prior to that signing. So, um, yeah, definitely um, the things that are uh, everything's lining up for that. Amen. So, Kevin, you seem to be on fire tonight. You want to close us in prayer? What do you oh, think? sure. Yeah, let's pray for Elon. Let's not forget. Okay. Uh, Lord, we come to you tonight in prayer and with uh, with the mind and body, soul, and spirit all for you and living our lives for you and trusting that your saving grace is sufficient for us and that there is no weapon in this world that man can devise that's going to separate us from your love. And we praise you for that. We worship you for that. And we love you for that, that you've given us your son, Christ Jesus for us. And we pray that you are with us and keep us from harm and protect us. And we continue to follow your words and learn more about you and try to be more like you in our lives every day. And we pray for those uh, who watch this broadcast and we pray for their loved ones. And anyone who's going through a rough time right now, Because, Lord, you know our hearts, and you know 
that it's easy for us to be afraid and you know that it's easy for for us to be susceptible to the devil and, and the ways of this world but lord only through you can we can we be protected from that and lord we also pray for elon musk and we pray that he comes to the saving knowledge of your grace and is able to read the word study it and understand what you did for us when you finished it on the cross 2000 years ago we pray that elon comes to that knowledge and accepts you as his savior lord we don't know what's in elon's heart except for what he says and what he does but you know his true spirit and you're the only one who can actually break through there and speak to him all he needs to do is ask you to manifest yourself and you will do that he needs to knock on that door lord we pray that he does we pray that he comes to your knowledge and praise that pray that he is ultimately saved and is part of the brotherhood of christ that would be an amazing thing and and if he could do that and speak to people and then and talk about how he's changed and how things have changed for him that would be an amazing thing. Amen. Lord, we come to you tonight with this prayer and we know that you listen to us. We know that you're here with us tonight and we we praise and bless you for that. In Jesus holy name. Amen. 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 Good prayer. Very bro. good. Well, uh, until next week, we plan on having uh, missionary evangelist Robert Breaker back on with us next week. Oh, cool. So, all right. Awesome. Lord willing, we'll, we'll be back next week. And uh, once again, Happy New Year to everyone. I forgot to mention that at the intro, but it seems like our community has picked up, uh, you know, on that. So, Happy New Year to everyone. And uh, let, you know, let this be a, a blessed year for every one of us. You know, just let's go out there and do what we're supposed to do. Do God's will and uh, bring bring others to Christ like we've never done before. God is good. Amen. 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 Amen.